if we go to page 11 in the presentation, you'll see that... <laughs> you'll see we're on target to meet our quarterly... <clears throat> Some things never change. Like nobody can resist <laughs> popping plastic bubbles. And Geico saving folks lots of money on their car insurance. As I was saying, we're on target to meet... Excuse me, um, Miss... Miss Hansen. Sorry, almost done. <laughs> 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Introducing SN Snapshots, a new photography business started up by SND Podcast co-host Steven. Make sure to follow him on all of social media such as Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram by searching SN Snapshots. That's shots with a Z. He can also be reached very easily through his website snapshots.com. So, if you need a photographer for any sort of event and or project, contact SN Snapshots now. United we Welcome to episode 254 of the SND Podcast Show. Steven and Vin are here to start us off tonight. What's going on, buddy? Oh, the same old stuff. We've got some actual sports to talk about tonight, so that's exciting. As well as some, you know, virus talk. Unfortunately, we um, are not 503 million, up to five, sorry, up to $503 million happier. Like some people in Kansas City right now. But I think we'll have to make it do. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean. Let's okay. Let's get right into that. <laughs> you brought it up. Well, we don't have Danny with us to start the show. He's got some fatherly duties. He'll be joining us in a little bit. So five hundred and three million dollars, Ben. So we are going to get right into the topic <laughs> of the day, and that is the, the Super Bowl MVP, League MVP, Kermit the Frog, sounding quarterback of the Kansas City Chiefs. You did not win me a Super Bowl in Madden, by the way. Who owes me a Super Bowl? Super Bowl that, thanks to me. <laughs> Super Bowl champion, thank you very much. Um, Ten-year extension on top of the two years that he already has. So he will be a Kansas City Chief for the next 12 seasons up to, like Steven said, $503 million. Now, we've talked about this before with football. These contracts, are they get re restructured, they get changed. The amount of money that this guy just made is unfathomable. And but also that, what, what people, what you just mentioned, what people don't realize about NFL contracts are at the end of the, the league year, every contract has an out, has some sort of buyout. Well, most of them do. There's some, there's, there is restructuring to do. There's bonuses. There's guaranteed money, not guaranteed money, and all that kind of stuff. So will Does he, he get no $3 million dollars over the next 10 years? Probably not. But the numbers are just insane to pop off. But, I mean, nobody deserves it more. He's, uh, you know, one of the best. He's the best in the league right now. He's one of the most talented guys we've seen. It's insane. Um, 11 minutes I... ago, sport, sportrack.com updated for Patrick Mahomes. So you want me to go through all of these bullets for you? Oh, no. My God. Yes, the you bullet. Do. I know you want me okay. to. <laughs> okay, so first off, he'll be a free agent in the year 2032. Okay. Coming off a year, by the way, his last year of this contract. So they actually did it where he's making most of his money towards the end. 
But what are the bonuses? Okay, so he's got this year, next year, and then he makes one point five in twenty twenty two to start this deal. Thirty one million dollar cap hit. His base salary will be. Um, his signing bonus that year will be two million. His roster bonus twenty seven. His workout bonus five hundred fifty. That so that's the thing. The, the work, the whatever roster bonus, right? Right, right. That's where he's making his money. Twenty seven million. That's twenty twenty three. His roster bonus is thirty four point four. In twenty twenty four, it's thirty four point nine. Oh my god! <laughs> Wait, it's not done there. Now he no longer gets a signing bonus after the year twenty twenty four. Starting in twenty twenty five, he's got two years at thirty eight point nine for the roster. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. So I'm gonna be 32 in a month. Okay. When this guy is 31 in the year 2027, he will make 49 million four hundred thousand dollars for being on the Kansas City Chief roster. I mean, <laughs> there's, I, it sounds. Un- what is his cap hit in that year? Because I don't know how uh, the cap. Fifty nine million nine hundred and fifty. I honestly, the Packers. So this. The Packers did this one year with Rodgers. He signed his new deal, and he had, like, a $60 million cap at one year. Like, it was crazy. And then it went down after that. I'm assuming they'll have to rework some things in that $59 million cap hit year. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Don't worry. It goes down to 44 for the t- next. Uh, so the next two years, it goes down to 44, right? Wait. The next two years, the cap hit goes down to 44, where he's going to make 30 and 23 on his roster bonuses. And then in the year 2030, when he's 34, he gets a $22.9 million roster bonus with a $27 million base salary to make his cap hit $50 million. His last year in his contract, he has a base salary of $38 million with a $13,900 roster bonus. His 55... See, that's getting restructured. That's the thing. Like That's getting changed up. <laughs> With a $52 million cap hit in his 35th year of living. Okay, so $63 million guaranteed at signing. Signing bonus plus 2020 salary plus 2021 salary plus 20 roster bonus. It's all getting added up together. Um, 2023 salary and roster bonus plus workout bonus fully guaranteed if as long as he's on the team um, for the 2021 third year, third league on the third league of 2021. So whatever that means. 2024 is all guaranteed also. As long as he's on the team in 2022. So his 2023 guarantee money, which was 5.5 base, $2 million signing, 34000 roster, and $550,000 workout bonus is all guaranteed if he's on the roster next year. <laughs> I mean, it's just absolutely insane. What I found interesting, this is a tweet from Adam Schefter, right? Um, Other notable NFL extensions in length prior to today's tenure. Donovan McNabb signed a 12-year extension with the Eagles in 2002. I did not know that was a thing. (laughs) Favre signed what was at the time a quote-unquote lifetime contract (laughs) with the Packers in 2001. How'd that work out? Well, again, it was it was technically a ten year contract that would have taken him to twenty, obviously twenty eleven. Uh, Drew Bledsoe with a ten year contract in two thousand and one. Yes, I remember and that Mike, one. And Mike Vick with a ten year contract two thousand four. None of those guys finished their careers with their teams. 
Well, and in all, all fairness, Vic literally signed and went to jail in like the same week. I mean, they they all went downhill relatively quick. I mean, far if it took some time, it took you know six years. But Bledsoe was no longer the starter the next year. Vic, I think, was like you said, was in prison right away, and McNabb was gone by like '05, I think. Right. Um. So, no, so you want to hear the most? In, in, you want to hear the craziest numbers from these from these bullets? Because Sarevich just basically guarantees based on days that he's on the team okay okay but the most most the craziest one 2.5 million dollar incentives 1.25 if he wins the afc championship game and 1.25 million if he could yeah and 1.25 if he wins the nfl mvp so he gets one million dollars every every championship game he wins in this contract (laughs) yeah or gets to no, wins. Winning AFC Championship game is $1.25 million. That's, I mean, good for him. <laughs> so, how many Super Bowls does he win in this contract, you think? How not, many we're years? Not Forget the, the Super Bowls. How many, how many years? What? How many years is he a... Is he a can- is he in the Kansas City organization? Because we, because you know, as of right now, we're not allowed to call them the Chiefs. Oh, I forgot about the Chiefs. Now that you mention that, we'll get into that in a little bit. Um, I think he. Do you put his face on the? Does he, does it part? Of, is it in here? Is that part of the contract? Like, I well, that's you know, there was there were talks, <laughs> not of ownership. The ownership thing was the thing that the Packers they discussed with Rogers that like. Instead of money, he would get part ownership of the team, or that it would be a cap escalated thing. So, like, he gets whatever percentage of the cap is his cap hit. But apparently, they didn't do that with this contract either. It just is what it is. Um, I just, I mean, again, I find it like deals on the last time contracts I mentioned. I find it hard to see him anywhere else. I'm going to say he does not finish his career as a chief. I think he go. He'll probably go somewhere else at some point. I'm going to say he has those two years in 2025 and 2026 where he's a he's a cap hit of 41.9 at somewhere in there. I think that's where you're going to start seeing them thinking, hey, what can we do to get rid of you? Um, that's that's about five years tough. away. It's tough to see him declining, though. Like he's I mean, his arm talent is so over the top that even if it regresses a little bit. He's still, you know, and like top I said, notch. And like I said to my dad, this guy literally had his his leg going in seven directions and was practicing without a cat without a brace all week, yeah. and missed one game. No, he missed two games. Oh, foo. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like he was basically like they thought he had a broken leg, and he missed two games. <laughs> like his kneecap was on the back of his leg. Yeah. Like Alex Smith watched that and was like, "Excuse me, sir. <laughs> did you not see what I'm going through? What is? What did you do that I didn't?" Well, congrats to Patrick Holmes. I'm glad he's happy. I'm glad he's. Did you see the? Did you see one of the players tweeted out that said, uh, "Well, that explains why Pat wasn't on meetings today. Yeah. He must have been at yeah. the bank." And he goes, "Sorry, I had to make a quick trip before they closed." <laughs> yeah, I saw that. It was funny. <laughs> Um, but that's also that also shows you the type of person that Pat Mahomes is. He's not going to take this money and start a star well, and being a being that, a big guy. He's going to still be the fun Pat Mahomes that yeah. he is. 
I, I, Pat's definitely a guy who's not going to let it go to his head. He, and he's, uh, he seems like a level-headed guy, you know, funny, good with the media. I, you couldn't invest it in a better guy is what, is what I think we're both trying to say, um, personality-wise. So now, so now, was it Scheffler who tweeted it? Deshaun Watson and Dak Prescott come on down. If either of those guys get contracts, even slight, even half of what Mahomes got, it's ridiculous, in my opinion. Well, I, and you're right, but that's the thing. Like this is like what was happening, kind of with uh, with Machado and Harper a couple of years ago in baseball. They were just waiting for these contracts to, to drop, and I never thought about it that way with Dak. But they were just waiting for the Mahomes contract to happen, and now they'll sign theirs, and and it'll be you know a portion of it or whatever. They, the fact of the matter is, neither of them deserve it, though. No, I mean not they don't deserve. Five hundred million dollars? No, but the John Watson's a very good quarterback. Like they'll get what's Prescott? What did Prescott sign for? His his bonus? His uh tag? His his tag is thirty two, I think. Thirty thirty two, right? So somewhere in there. So here's what Jerry needs to say to him: be like, hey, go win me a Super Bowl, and then talk well, to me after it. Said he doesn't. I don't know. Things are very up in the air because of the thing. I think I feel like he just signed that so he gets paid. Because I don't know if he had said at one point that he doesn't want to play under a franchise tag. Right, now, I don't he know said if he that for a long anymore. time. And now that they're once thinking... he signed it, I don't think he has a choice. I guess he could hold out. He could still hold out, I guess. Um, I mean, I don't know why you wouldn't want to pay for, play for thirty-two million dollars, but okay. Sure. And now that you've got. You know, <laughs> got yourself did they drift a receiver yeah they drafted dd right? then they drafted yeah the drift they drifted judy judy, judy. Was, was that it judy or was it or was it the other alabama guy i don't think they drafted judy they drafted one of the top receivers that was in this draft I, in my head i'm i'm it wasn't judy you're right but they drafted one of the top receivers that was available in this draft it's it's i'm i'm Losing it, who it was. C D. C D Lamb. C D Lamb. He was the other Alabama receiver. No, Oklahoma. Oh, oh sorry. No, was it Oklahoma? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oklahoma. It was Oklahoma. It was the, it, um, it was Alabama had one and LSU team. had one. Yeah. Right. The top three well, were there was LSU. Two Bama guys. There, there was two Bama guys. There right, but the second there was a second one that wasn't supposed to be a first rounder but ended up falling into the first round. I think it was late. Because it was the LSU kid. Justin Jefferson. Right. And there was a bunch of receivers. But yeah, so he's got himself a new weapon. Maybe he gets Jamal Adams. Um, Play some we'll defense over that, there. Who's, we'll who, creation. if you really want to think about it, should be the next guy paid. He's only, He's got two years left too, though. So it's like the fact that he's holding out, I don't know. Um, Do we want to talk about the NHL really quick? Sure. So the NHL, I guess, extended their CBA because their CBA Thank was supposed God. to end. <laughs> I know. So they extended their CBA to continue to play, uh, to, to you know, for playing this playoffs. Honestly, without playing in this play, if even if they just extended it without agreeing to play in this playoffs, I'm all in. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm just anything that you say. The NHL and the players agreed on something. Okay, fine, good. I'm done. <laughs> 
I, like I don't care what they agreed upon. There's going to be as long hockey. As they agree. Yeah. <laughs> I got um, till 2025 to care if I'm going to be missing hockey again. August August 1st <laughs> is uh, when they want to, if everything goes right, August 1st is when they're going to start. Ju- July 8th is going to be um, limited team activity. Right, which is this week. Uh, we'll see how the camps go and how people, um, how the, how their testing goes. I think they had a testing thing the other day and that it was a pretty small percentage, but still we don't know. You know, the tests are, aren't always great and they're going to be tested every, pretty much every day. Um, August 1st, they're starting. I think I said that already. Mm-hmm. And I mean, hopefully we make it that far. The other little thing that really only affected a, a few people, but it's works that works for the Islanders is that they said, which is a weird rule that the, the undrafted free agents can, um, the unsigned drafted free agents can sign contracts, but they can't actually play the drafted guys. So the like Sorokin, so, right? So the story is Sorokin. Mm-hmm. can now basically be on the Islanders this season. He can't play in the playoff thing. Right, he's not he eligible for the playoff his, thing. Right, he burns the year of his contract, the last year of his entry-level contract. So now he can sign a regular contract next year, which is the only way he would come to the NHL. The issue with that is the salary cap is not going up, and there are no buyouts. So between those two things... I, it's going to be tough for anybody in the league to do anything drastic. It's going to be tough for... Well, no buyouts for the playoff. Next year, uh, they're going to ch- probably change... No, they're leaving the cap, I think, right? Right, they're leaving the cap and you can't buy people out. Just because money-wise, the teams haven't done well, obviously, because they have played... You know, they didn't play those games. So, basically, for anybody to shed any money or shed any, you know dead contracts nobody's cap is going up so what are they going to do they're stuck for the islanders sake they had it set pretty well grace is going to leave he was making about three million dollars sorokin's probably going to get in that range three to four i would guess so and that i feel like was the plan the whole time they're just replacing that money so you're still spending eight million dollars on a goaltender, which is a fine amount of money. That's kind of in the right range, and, and you're you're good between him and Varlamov. But just they have a lot of you know we talked about Andrew Ladd and Clutterbuck and all these bunch of uh, big contracts they have that they or Johnny Boychuk, Nick Letty that they might want to try to get rid of. Nobody's gonna be able to take them on. Listen, so, uh, I mean, it doesn't matter anyway because one of the biggest guys to buy out, Andrew Ladd, has found the useful. That machine he was on looked crazy. Did you see that? <laughs> First off, that machine was crazy. But that man, for one, that machine was crazy. Two, that man has a TikTok. He's a TikTok. <laughs> the fact that I said I, I had to find out through Twitter that Andrew Ladd had a t- TikTok made me feel so old. <laughs> Andrew Ladd is TikToking out here, and he's on. For anybody who's seen, he's on this weird machine that's like simulating skating. <laughs> It's like a stairmaster, but skating. It was crazy, going nuts. Number three, the most important thing board. this guy has done since becoming a New York Islander, he flew Matt Barzell back to Long Island. 
that's it. That's all. We're all about <laughs> old players helping people out. Dennis Seidenberg's still around, just being like a house dad for people. Shout out, shout out to Dennis Seidenberg's wife's business. They have a new le- a new tenant upstairs that I signed up for Verizon this week. Do they really? Yeah. <laughs> that's funny. I know the girl I that's love... working for Dennis Seidenberg's wife. I, I in absolutely love the Seidenberg housing people. Like it was Barzell. Then it, I think it was Taze. Like there was a year he it was Barzell the first year. The second year it was nobody or it was Taze. And then this year it was uh Keith Bellows. It's and, Dobson. No, Dobson this year. Dobson, 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 Dobson. He's just, it's just the, the Seidenberg Hotel. It's, I love it. It's the best. It, it's amazing. It's absolutely amazing what they do there. It's hysterical. It's hysterical. But, but it's good. Like, for the longest time, being an Islander was not a thing you wanted to be. And you when you left, you were glad you left. Now it's like they're creating a family-like atmosphere, which is what I like. Right. We just need to win some hockey games. I it's it'll be interesting to see like if they bring guys back or anything like that. Well, we saw this this past year with the um, the celebratory nights they had for every for all the years and stuff. That was as much as bringing people back as we've seen ever. You know when they had the the, the whatever it was, it was Heritage Night where it was like. They show they have some guys from every generation, basically. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! I remember that they had like each generation. Right. And and more importantly, speaking Islanders, there is a wall being placed in Belmont. Uh, Belmont's looking pretty good. I mean, they did some pretty good. So, I'm assuming it was like considered, uh, you know, uh, essential because they were working most of the time. No, they they were off. They actually shut. They actually shut it down. But they were ahead of schedule. Like they've been, they've been. Yeah, they were going ahead of schedule. Well, though. Yeah, they worked really hard. Also, shout out to my friend Joey Weller, who's com- who works for this plumbing company. He, uh, I believe, did he also just get engaged? I think he may have gotten engaged also recently. Um, but his plumbing company is congratulations working, is doing the plumbing for Belmont. Nice. They got the contract on that, so that was pretty cool because he was like posting videos from like inside the, the thing. Like we always see those outside stuff. He had right. a couple of videos from like he was like in the middle, which That's... was kind of cool. Um, and you know we never really talked about this last week. Um, we did that special segment with Fess, um, where it was just me and him, and he had this this like genius idea, and it kind of made sense. Like having the outdoor game at Belmont. Now, before you kind of like question it, like the biggest arena, biggest crowd ever for an outdoor game was about a, was like a hundred and four, hundred and five. In Michigan, Belmont holds already a hundred and two. In in the uh, stands only, then you put it on the infield and you kind of like build some bleachers around it also a little bit to add some more seats. Plus NBC Belmont. I could see it. There's a lot of things that can turn into like, hey, this would be great, especially next year with the Islander. Oh well, they already announced all the outdoor games, right? For next season, I think. I, I believe so, yeah. I, I stopped paying attention to that s- stuff, but I know we didn't get one. But that would have been great if they didn't have one set up and they were just like, hey, why don't we just go and advertise your new arena by putting you guys outdoors there? By letting right. you guys play an outdoor game. Even even a, Not even the Winter Classic, just in general. It's one fight. of those outdoor games, yeah. Yeah, just have it as a stadium. I think it would be great for, you know, 
just being a, a winter classic would be pretty cool. Right. You know, you could even set up the parking lots with a viewing thing going on in, in them. Uh, yeah. So let's get through this year first before we talk. Let, yeah. <laughs> let, let's play on August 1st first. Yeah. But more importantly is we can lose in that first round of Florida and get the first overall pick. Yes. <laughs> that that draft lottery thing was so rigged. So NHL that you leave a draft lottery and you don't even know who had the first pick. <laughs> like honestly, let I'll tank this first round and get a twelve percent chance of getting the first pick. Do and you then realize we're the we're only way to... they have a first round pick is if they get that? Yes. At this moment the only way the Islanders have a first round pick is if they lose and then they win the lottery for the first overall pick. If they lose it, their pick goes to Ottawa because it was top three protected. So, and then I guess they get next year's pick. If it, I'm not sure how that part works. I forgot how it was going. Something about the cup and the second round there and a third round there. I, Whatever. We got that guy for like Pat Mahomes years. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Do you realize when you see like a baseball contract, you'd be like, oh, that guy got a Pat Mahomes contract. If Pat Mahomes is going to make 503, what do you give Mike Trout? The Angels franchise. He gets everything. <laughs> Does he get Disney? Like, can he just have yeah. Disney? He gets, he gets stock in Disney. That's what he gets. They make a tr- Mike Trout movie. It's Trout in the outfield. No, it's going to be an animated fish movie like Finding Nemo. Only Finding Mike Trout, people to play with. That's what we're calling it. (laughs) That aren't (laughs) under the age of 45 years old like Albert Pools. That aren't Albert Pools. (laughs) Well, they got Rendon now. And the greatest coaching staff of all time. They have have Pedro Feliciano. Not Pedro Feliciano. Jeremy Reed. Of of Mets terribleness fame and Jesus Feliciano coaching these guys like let's go. I mean, Mickey's running the pitching staff. You got Oki Wakawaki Wakasaka Sonoto. Mike Trout wants to learn. Go talk to Jesus Feliciano. That's just hey Trout. If you need outfield help, that's the guy to talk to. I I don't even remember his position. Jesus Feliciano. <laughs> he was an outfielder he guy. Center, right? Yeah, he was our center fielder. Oh, man. For like 87 seconds. What a name. Jesus Feliciano. Uh, well, we needed him because we had all the Pedro Feliciano jerseys laying around. Right. And that was the year we gave him to the Yankees to go rehab because we didn't want right. to pay for him to rehab. Right. Right. Correct. So it all worked out in the end for us. Yep. <laughs> Um, so we have that basketball. They're all just horny, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> they don't um, know what to do. Um, Steve, ooh, ooh, we'll talk about Steve Cohen with Danny. We'll talk about Steve Cohen with Danny because go Steve Cohen. What else is going on on Twitter? Um, so I'm looking right now at the trending topics. Die Hart is trending, which is... <laughs> Kevin Hart is the summer's biggest action star. Oh, on Quibi. No, we're not watching Quibi. Sorry. <laughs> what the hell is Quibi? <laughs> you don't know what Quibi is? Sorry, I, I lost track after Netflix, Hulu, Amazon, HBO. Quibi 
Wicks, quicks, oh, dicks. I don't Quibi even know what else it is. It's supposed to be an on the go mobile only service where the episode you just get ten minute episodes <sighs> of little things. Is so this like, the thing Kevin James was doing during quarantine? I don't know if it, Kevin James was doing, but like <laughs> they're basically they would put out a show in ten minute segments. So like there'd be I guess like I don't know, 40 episodes? I don't know. I don't know what the idea was. But the whole point of it is you're supposed to be able to watch it on in your commute, 10 to 15 minute segments. But like it just it flopped so bad. They they marketed the hell out of it and it flopped terribly. But now apparently Kevin Hart has a movie on it, so they're trying again. Um, Holmes, something happened at Penn Station? Is that bad? What? What happened at Penn Station? Oh uh, no! There's a tweet about Penn Station being terrible. Is that what it looks like? I mean, there's just it, Penn Station is just on the thing. I think there's just a bunch of tweets of people quote tweeting a tweet that says, "Currently in a heated debate about my top about top three worst places in New York City. My answers are Columbus Circle, Whole Foods, Union Pool, and Grand Army Plaza in Brooklyn." And then everybody's saying, "No, Grand uh, Penn Station." Okay, well, Penn Station stinks, so. We already knew that. Heath Slater returned to WWE today as a... uh... Good for him. Why is Matt Ryan trending? That can't be good. Well, I clicked on it, and the first thing I see is Falcon fans swearing to me Matt Ryan is a Hall of Famer. I mean, he's pretty good. And also, he's the fifth, he's the second highest paid player in, in football. Yeah, second highest contract. <laughs> Five hundred and three Mahomes, Matt Ryan, one hundred and fifty. I mean, that's just ridiculous. <laughs> you know what's funny is like we're looking at this number that that he's getting, and like we started thinking like, remember when Cleo Mack signed with the Bears, and we were just like, this is ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> nope. Khalil <laughs> uh, Mack is severely uh, underpaid. Uh, uh, the SND Podcast channel could be listened to on all podcast platforms, including iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, and of course, SNDblog.com. We could also be found on all of the social media platforms, including Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Don't forget, since you love our show so much, make sure to rate, review, and of course, share with all your family and friends. All right, so we're going to welcome in Danny. Uh, after he had to do a little dad duty. Yeah, dad, dad duty called. How's it going, it guys? It happened. Was it happens. really duty, uh, though? No, oh. actually, it was It was bath time, thankfully. Uh, okay. Got it. No. Got it. Got it. Uh, you never know. So we're going to get into the baseball news of the day. The schedule is out. Um, I mean, we're, we're, we're getting close to what could actually be real baseball, but... I, the other news that is around is making me extremely uh, hesitant to get really excited. Um, so, first with the schedule, I mean, it, there's not really much to talk about. It's a schedule. The Mets open with the Braves at home July 24th. Um, the Yankees open Thursday, the night before, so the 23rd against the Nats. So, we get the World Series champs. And the, I guess, World Series hopefuls, Cole Scherzer. That should be an interesting game. Banner raised. 
rings. Yeah, I was right. just about to say that. Or they they're still gonna go on with the show, I would assume, even though there's no fans and stuff. I I would say I would say definitely the banner. I think they already did the ring thing for the player. I think they already sent the players the rings, mm-hmm. just the case. But because you know, usually they'll do one day banner, one day rings. Right. So maybe they'll just maybe they'll probably just do the banner here. I think it's it's they should. No, I I agree that they should. I'm I'm just. Let's look at sure the bright side to it. Now we can't say that they've been champions for two years in a row. That's true. Well, we'll see if that's true. Right. As of now, they're not technically two-year running champions. Right. So. Yeah, I mean, so we're getting a lot of a lot of positive tests, a lot of guys opting out, a lot of guys talking about opting out. Um, I know the biggest, I guess the biggest name to opt out is probably David Price. Um, or Zimmerman. Brian right. Zimmerman, Nick Markakis. So these are all guys. Oh, Markakis. Uh, Markakis just today opted out. Yeah. You know what's interesting about those three names? Three names. Well, Markakis, not really, but three names that are up there in ages. Up there well, yeah, in like... playing years. Thinking, hey, maybe if I take this year off, maybe I could get myself another year or two also. Well, my thought process was, it's obviously very clear, all of these guys have been around the league, like you said, veterans, older guys, who, I mean, to be frank, one, don't need the money, because they're not going to get paid, I don't think. Correct. And two, you know, maybe a year off does their bodies good. You know, David Price had some injury issues. Markakis has always been a guy who's been pretty consistently healthy, but you know, a year off can, can help anybody. And Zimmerman, I don't even think... When was the last time Zimmerman like, was healthy? Yeah, he only played like half a season last year. So, But he also has a wife who... I, his, I think his, it's his wife who is... Pregnant. I think she's pregnant. No, she right. just yeah. had... The, she just recently she had, had, had the baby. Oh, okay. And she's at risk, is what he's saying. Right. Um, Markakis, the only explanation I saw was that he had a conversation with Freddie Freeman, who... Freddie Freeman is apparently has it He's tested positive, and it's hit him pretty hard. Um, and obviously this is, you know, Freddie's not, for 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 human sake, is not old. He's, you know, in his 30, probably 30, 31. But, like, it, apparently it's hit him hard. His wife said he's a guy, he's a guy who never gets sick, and it's it's giving him troubles. Did, um, did Buster Posey come out and say whatever he made up his mind yet? I don't... I, I saw him make a statement about the masks. I don't know if he said anything about um, actually playing or not. Right. I, I said he, he wasn't out of the woods yet of not deciding not to play. That was that was the end-all, be-all. Yeah, there's, just, there's a picture of him wearing a mask, working out in his gear. And he's basically saying, if I can do that in my mask, full gear... You people can wear a mask, right? Right. It's like with the it's like, like the said. picture we posted on it. the uh, the Instagram page of Trout running the bases, and it just says, "If Mike Trout could run bases wearing a mask, you could wear a mask to the start." Right. Which is true. I mean, these guys are doing it. I think the funniest was was it Syndergaard or was it? Yeah, it was Syndergaard 
who Brody posted a picture of him wearing a mask of himself wearing a mask on the field, and Syndergaard's like, "Can't you afford a better mask?" Yeah, he's got like a a plain. <laughs> which there's nothing wrong with having a plain mask, like a plain you know stock. Listen, mask. you know what he did? He said the league def the league probably sent the teams masks. Let's face it, because sure. they're all wearing those sure. the cheap or they ones, them, whatever. Right, the they cheap have the, masks. The regular. Right, the regular masks. And I guarantee you, Brody's like, why would I want to pay for a good mask when I could just have a free mask? It's right here. Why don't I save my money? I... Okay. Two thoughts came to my mind when I saw him wearing that mask. One is he hasn't been wearing masks wherever he's been before this. Because basically everybody at this point has some kind of mask that it was either homemade or they bought online or they have a neck garter or something. You know, there aren't a lot of people I see just wearing blank masks. And two, he's, I don't know, it was just a photo op thing. That's the only thing I can think of. And he just didn't have it on him. Or maybe that's just the mask they're making the players wear. So he figured if I'm going to be on the field, I might as well wear what the masks, what the players are wearing. So it makes it look like it. And then today, July 6th, um, the Yankees had their their simulated game. And CeCe's sitting there with a, a, a customized mask in the stands. Right, but that's yeah. You would think, yeah. But I think Brody was more of like, a, "Hey, you could, you're just." I feel like it was a photo op. Also, there was a part of uh, the Noah tweet that said that was a shot at uh, John Boy. That said, "Hey, yeah, but you I can't read that. these lips." <laughs> um, I thought yeah. Funny. Yesterday was the I think it, yesterday or today was the anniversary of Brody throwing the chair in the meeting. Yep. Yeah, that was a funny tweet. And then he tweeted a picture of a flying chair and said, let's go Mets. So he's at least embracing it a little bit. Can I can I say one guy that sure. I pray to God, I really pray to God, I just really, 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 really pray to God that there's this one guy I want the Mets to succeed with, with the Mets, is Strowman. I absolutely love Marcus Strowman on Twitter and everything. I know he's a little sensitive towards certain people, but... I just really like him a lot since he's come over to the Mets. And I really hope he pitches well for us and then he stays with us when he becomes a free agent. I'm just yeah. I'm just throwing it out there. I don't He like just showed up too, right? He like came in I think it was like yesterday. I think yeah, yeah, yesterday he showed up. Yeah. And and those stories with uh Dom Smith were pretty wild with uh him facing prejudice still in twenty twenty. Uh uh, if you know the listen to the podcast, I've always loved Dom Smith, so I'm rooting for Dom Smith uh, even even before all this. Uh, anyway, so I'm I'm rooting for him even harder now for him to stick with the Mets and with the them having a DH now he might be getting more at bats, which is never a bad thing. So well, considering Cespedes is going to play left field because that's what they keep talking about. Oh no. <laughs> Vin, so Vin and I had this discussion today. Like, this man hit a bomb in in BP today, like a bomb, and and they want him to. Hey, let's see if he could play the field. So that's yeah. So um, <laughs> let's get into like actual teams, the team a little bit. Like you said, there's a, there's a video of him hitting. You can't see where the ball goes, but it's, it's clearly Look, a bomb. You, you could see by the reaction of him and the guy who was throwing that it's at least the second deck. But then, right. like, there's a, a he did they they did a simulated game yesterday, and he got a hit off Jake, 
but he's not allowed to run the bases. So like, we're if, if we're playing a season, we're three weeks away. He can't run the bases who, um, yet. Who posted the video? I didn't. I didn't see the video. I'll uh, send you the. I'll send it in the group chat. Yeah, I, I forgot. Said, I saw it a couple of places. I don't remember. It was All one right. of those like quick. Let me get this out right right now, quick. Okay. It was we gotta so, believe was actually. Well, I know they had it. I know somebody tweeted it. Whatever, but that's... I'm just going with the reliable Anthony DeComo. Yeah, I think he might have had it. It looked like similar to what the Yankees had, like they were showing batting practice on on the S Network, which um, Thanks, shout out dude. Tanaka. That's uh, that was a scary one. You guys oh, did you hear? Uh, did did the clip work? I remember sending you the the beat writer's video of it. And just hearing the sound of the bat and him, the ball hitting his face was just, yes. just like, like especially with no crowd or anything, like just, just dead. You hear, every, you hear it hit like, the bat, and you hear it hit him in the head. Yeah. There's two things. One, Stanton got all bent out of shape about people. I don't know what he was even mad about. I thought he was mad about. He wasn't people. alone. He, it was uh, Glaber and. Um, but Judge tweeted it out after. Were they mad about the video going around? Because the video was like the Yes Network showed the video. The, it was yeah. broadcast live on the Yes Network. I, I think it was more the fact that everybody it went like viral and everybody like I guess. went nuts. I there it. was um, who's the Newsday guy who writes for the Yankees? Lennon. Maybe. Uh, yeah, I think Lennon's just a baseball guy. I yeah, don't know. I don't know if he's guy, but you know. he's a he's a Newsday guy. And yeah. Bleacher Report released, used his video, and he tweeted oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. at them and said, "Excuse me, we Newsday owns the rights to the video. We can actually send you a cease and desist letter now." Yeah, I saw that. I saw that. Like he got really mad about it because I'm gonna, That's I'm so gonna weird. tell you, the Yankees definitely released like, "Hey, let's keep this off of so let's keep the video. The news is out there, fine, but keep the video away because it's a scary." But sign. like, I I get that, but like I said. They they showed it. It it was on TV. I, it doesn't. It, I I thought they were getting mad about guys like crowding him or something. I don't even I don't even know what they were mad about. The other thing is look where oh. the ball lands. The ball yeah. lands almost in the dugout. Like, I. Yeah. It, that's the scariest thing. Yeah. Um. Let's on lighter note. The sure. fattest person going into camp, uh, Pablo, <laughs> <laughs> Pablo Sandoval and Jared Carabas's feud, uh, and then the guy posting the picture getting mad that Jared Carabas is over long feud about uh, Pablo Sandoval, and he wrote a eight page thread on Twitter the next day that no one should be body shaming Pablo Sandoval I was mean, quite classic. Because the guy was posting the picture to get a rise off out of everybody. Right, you're He's not going to not post that picture. Oh, 100%. If you're not getting a rise. If, you're you're not, not, if you don't have intentions of getting, hey, look. Exactly. All you have to look do is post it. Is. There doesn't have to be a caption. Like, Panda's always been a big guy. We know this. It's just, But, like, yeah. this is getting crazy. Oh, man. I, that's and, so and, that's and two so out of three of us are larger men. Per se, so we yeah. know how easy we know how easy it, it can get to, out of out of control. So <laughs> we feel his pain, but I mean, yikes, um, we're not playing baseball. So there, there's a difference. <laughs> you don't have to be in shape. <laughs> no. <laughs> but yeah, he that he, 
just <laughs> keep in mind that that man started at the third base at the All Star game in two thousand and fourteen instead in, of David Wright. I mean, in two thousand and twelve, because the entire city of San Francisco had nothing better to do but to put eight hundred ballots each into the, <laughs> to the thing. Yep. In all fairness, was that the year he also caught the final out of the World Series? Uh, I'll be honest, I don't remember. Mm, no, I, th- I don't think so. He caught the last out of one of their World Series games. Well, yeah, he was he... a World Series hero, too. Yeah, he was great. He was a very good player. <laughs> right, no, he was in... never... It was like him and Prince Fielder were those bigger-bodied bigger, bigger bodied guys who would just go out yeah, there yeah. And, and just... And CC, obviously. And CC and just, like, dominated everything. And, you know... And Panda wasn't really a home run guy either. Panda right. Panda was more of a, a field. Panda was a hell of a fielder. And see, I blame the San Francisco Giants on the reasons why I wanted so much more with the Mets because the Mets basically built the same exact team, and they won three World Series, and we only have one trip to the World Series to show for it. So I hate you, New York. I hate you, Giants. San Francisco Giants. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, Do you guys think there's realistically there's going to be any sort of sports? I know you guys talked about the other sports before, but like I, I, I don't I know. Can't it's see weird. Them not at this point, like right. It's so weird. They're in no man's land, and it. God, I just hope everybody stays healthy. It's just it's in that. It's getting towards that territory of, of no man's land, of like point of no and, return. And they made it super clear when they finally came to the agreement with baseball that like right. if they didn't think if they if there weren't positive tests, there'd be bigger problems. Like, right. especially with the numbers being as they are throughout the country, like. I think my biggest fear is just basically playing the Marlins in Tampa Bay. Yeah. I I just don't I don't understand why baseball thinks that traveling having teams travel like all over the place makes any sense. Uh-huh. I, I to me baseball is the one that's not gonna make it. The other two sports that have the, the hubs hub areas have a significantly better shot at making it. What's scary is all the practice facilities getting shut down in in the NBA before they're going to Orlando. Right. So, yeah, I listen. The I, best the best thing I've heard is like, especially with these hub cities, is how are you going to keep these like twenty year olds from going out? Right. How are you keeping right. these? 22-year-olds who this whole season was, all right, we're playing a game in Boston. Where are all the bars we're going to after? Where I mean, where are the clubs we're going to after? And now you're going to say you're going to bottle them up in a, you, in a did, bubble. Did you guys see Tyler Kennedy's comments? Do you guys? Yeah. You did? Okay. I for did those who, okay, Tyler Kennedy was a former NHL player for people who don't know. He played for the Penguins. Um, and he was commenting. You forgot on... the Islanders. He was an Islander. He was an Islander. You're right. For I think they traded for him in in 15, right? 14, 15. He was like the trade deadline guy that was useless. Yeah, he was. <laughs> that the happens every year. Yeah. Um. So they he said they he was commenting on the NBA players being mad that they basically can't get 
girls into the the bubble, and he said, "I don't think Sydney Crosby. I think Sydney Crosby would rather have a Stanley Cup than sex." So right. it's just, I mean, yeah, sure, but like, that's that's not necessary. We all realize like, if he thinks hockey players aren't going to be leaving this bubble or sneaking people into this bubble, then he's dumb. I'm oh sorry. yeah, one hundred percent. But he, especially just, they're in Toronto just, and Edmonton, like. They were just digging into digging into basketball the hockey fight. basketball fight, um, which is the dumbest I, fight I, ever. I at sixty forty that there is no like sixty percent there isn't any sports. I'm, at, I'm at this point. It's more it, likely there won't be in my head. We're now what two weeks away from what they're claiming to be opening day, give or take. We're basically, about uh, uh, I think basically three weeks away from everything starting. Hockey said if everything goes smooth, they're going to start August 1st. Right, but, but baseball baseball is about two weeks, right, Danny? Your birthday is like two weeks now? Uh, yeah, just about two to three weeks. Two, two and a half weeks. Yeah. So yeah. basically the next week and a half is going to determine what we are going, what we'll, what we will see sports-wise. Mm-hmm. Can they sit here and be able to be like, hey, cool, we have baseball starting. Baseball got game one in. Because once you get game one in, it's gonna take it, the country shut it, telling you to shut down again to shut it down, that, and that's gonna that's honestly the problem. If the, if the issue for me is the league itself is not gonna shut itself down, somebody's going to have to shut them down personally, or the top player of or right or the league. Like so, the NHL said today in their agreement, we mentioned it before that 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 either side, the players or the league, can um, opt into not wanting to play anymore. And then there's like an arbitrated process after that. Right. So it's, you know, this isn't just a league decision. It's a both sides decision. I would assume most leagues are going to do it that way. Although the fighting between the league and, and the players for baseball, we when we talked about that at length, so I don't know if it depends <laughs> on how that's going to go with the, with the virus. They, they, couldn't know, even, they couldn't even figure out how to get games in. Now they want to yeah. figure out if they're going to keep playing. Let alone stopping. The owners would be delighted to let the players keep playing because they're going to A, make the money, right? They From the TV deals. They have to make their money. That's the thing. Right. Once and also, the playoffs, they if they all money. get sick, then they don't have to pay them. It's like, oh, sorry. You guys have you guys decide to create an insurance fund. Which was also interesting because, so the way they're doing it is they're still going to have their injured list. But if a player gets it, there's no injured list for, for coronavirus. You're just out. I think right. that, uh, okay. You're out, but you can come back. Like you're out for three weeks. With, but the right. thing with coronavirus, it's gonna be, uh, it's just gonna be with the coronavirus with the shortened season. They're gonna be out for a good chunk of because you, you're gonna be missing the two weeks no matter what. So you're missing a good at least a month, right? Right away. If you so mi- if, if you miss a week of baseball, you miss basically the se- most of. Your, most of your games. Theoretically, think about it though, because you're already missing two weeks. Then God knows h- how you're feeling after, because depending on what kind of strand you get of this virus on how right. your body handles it, you could be with no problem, or you have underlining effects to this day, of of to the point of not being the same for the rest of the season. So it's going to be interesting to see. 
of the players that do get it, and there's going to be, obviously, there's going to be players that get it because it's just the way it is right now. How do their bodies react? And if they do come back, how how will they be able to play right away? And how will it affect them coming back? Yeah, I mean, best case scenario is probably three weeks if somebody gets yeah, it. Yeah, that's because it's got to be two weeks out and a bat. And and if you're you're, you're health, missing a you're month, fine. if you think about basically, it, basically you're you're more than likely missing a month. Yeah, because like even if you're fine, because you still got to rehab and everything. That's why I said three weeks. You got to get a week and ish to get kind of get back in the swing of things. And but, you're not and there, and there's no minor leagues this year, so. Correct. Are they going, like for the Mets, for example, because I don't know what the Yankees are doing, but for example, do they go to Brooklyn or they just have to do their own thing and then go would, back to City Field? I would assume they go to Brooklyn and like those guys that are there, they can do a simulated game with them and that kind of thing. You know, if they have to pitch or hit, whatever it is, they could just be in Brooklyn and, and do whatever. I would assume. I got no idea. I can't tell you. It's all it's. And what are the and the Yankees are in? I would assume they're in Staten Island, but I don't Staten know for Island. sure. Staten Island or all three of their teams are local. Well, <laughs> yeah, local, localish. <laughs> they got yeah, they got Trenton, Trent, mm-hmm. New Jersey. Scranton, they got Staten Island, and they have uh, Scranton. Scranton. So I would assume it's that. I don't, but I don't know it, for sure. It should be Staten Island. It should so be Staten Island. Sense. If you're going to do all the single A teams, it should be Staten Island. Yeah. But they can use Trent if they really wanted to. I mean, yeah, nobody really wants really to want. go to Staten Island anyway. So yeah, <laughs> um, they could always use Trent. Um, they, so they're playing each other what six times? We said we talked about yes. it off here. Yes, three times. We don't. We just don't Six have times, the sorry. exact answer why. We just think it's one of those like, hey, they're the two localists, so let's play each other. Three. Well, yeah. Three. We were. Uh, Our, we were looking... uh, we'll have to look later on, but I would love to see if the Cubs play the White Sox and um, who else is another. I'm sure. I wonder Cardinal. if they're playing six times as well in Florida, and one of the Florida teams plays six times as well. Do the people in Florida yeah. want to watch the teams in Florida play six times? Well, the Rays are always good. They're <laughs> decent enough to watch. That's the most disappointing thing. Going to the Yankee Rays game last year, they were on the verge to making playoffs, and no one is there. It makes yeah. no sense to me. Yeah, they. So, like we said, they play the Yankees six times. They play Baltimore and Boston four times, and then they play Tampa and Toronto each uh, three times. Two and so that, two. So Sorry, I'm on the Cubs website out. right now. Okay, that all equals out to... Okay, so the Cubs and the White Sox 20. have 1, 2, 3. And then 1, 2, 3. In, August, in late was... August. And then... 1, 2, 3 again to end the season. So they're playing so each have... other six times also. So right, so they have to, to have one less. Time. But it also looks like they're playing. the Cubs are playing Minnesota six times too. Okay. Well, the Centrals also have one extra team, don't they? Both one, both no, Central they division. Even, they evened it out now. It's all it's it's five teams in every division now, because the Astros were in the NL Central. They left and went to the West, who only had four teams. Okay, okay. So here's so the better question. Here's the the Dodgers schedule. They gotta play the Angels. That would be that would be the better one. 
Four oh, games speaking to... of opting out, Trout might opt out. That's going to be the biggest thing, to be honest. If Trout opts out, then they're they're in trouble. One, two, That's a, it's going to be a crazy thing. One, two, three, and one, two, three. So yeah, but they're also playing Oakland for three games. Yeah, it's weird. Cause the Angel, the the Dodgers play six games against the Angels. What is it? I see three games against Texas. They're playing six games against the Angels and only three games against the A's. I think it's only two games against. Oh no, three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's what we said. It's the same thing as the three games against the, the Blue Jays. Oh, okay. I guess. I don't know. Who knows? Um, but there's a schedule, and that's what's more important. Um, let's just get to the schedule at this point. Yeah, now, yeah, it's like now, now, now we it's have like something to look forward to. Now it's there. Um, I wish the NFL would just make a preseason announcement, just kind of call it, hey, we're just going to go no fans preseason wise. They haven't even announced anything training camp. As of now, training camp is still just training camp. Yeah, as of right now, training camp's still training camp. The only thing they announced was and the cancellation of they, Hall of Fame did, weekend. Did they, yeah, but they didn't officially uh, cancel the two first two, uh, the first and last preseason game, right? They no, were talking official. about it. I don't know if it was official. I'm not sure if it's official. Yeah, they were going to cancel. Was it the? I think they were going to keep the middle two games. Correct. So the the Jet Giant game and then the Giant Patriot game for the Giant fans out there. Well, no, Giants Patriots was the fourth game. Yeah, Giants that's Packers the, the is first... the third game. If they oh can't... yeah, but they're oh they're, they're gonna cancel rid... the Jets and the Patriot game. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Well, again, another thing like football needs to like make an announcement this week though. Yeah, I think they. I think they are. I think they're finishing the voting. The PA's finishing up the voting and stuff. Which is crazy because it's like literally again three weeks away till camp, like, or <laughs> do wild. do I fly to camp? Do I not fly to camp? Like, are you gonna tell me an hour before I have to start my first practice that I have to fly across country to get to camp? Mm-hmm. It's like time to say something. Uh, it's gonna be really interesting. Um, Zoom tailgating is gonna be fun. Uh, so. I guess we shall see. The S&D Podcast Channel, the perfect channel for any style of podcast. We have all different pop culture style podcasts for all of your listening needs. If you would like to start a podcast, you can reach us at sndpodcast at gmail.com. We are always looking for new podcasts to add to our channel, and the topic could be anything you want. So contact us now. All right. <laughs> welcome back. We are good. This week's uh, top five list. Is we're going pop culture tonight. Since we're talking real quick, did you guys know it's uh, Sylvester Stallone's seventy fourth birthday today? No, I did not. Happy seventy fourth birthday to Sylvester Stallone! Wow. When's the next Rocky movie? Uh, Uh, Hopefully never. (laughs) Um, Those Creeds are good though. Yeah, I I haven't watched any of the Creeds yet. Very one was good. I didn't get to see Creed two yet. All right. Um. So, so tonight's pop culture, we're taking a night off for sports because since we actually had sports to talk about uh, earlier on today. Um, so this week's top five list is favorite 
comic book movies or slash superhero movies. Well, they're all from comic books, but you get my drift. That are not Avengers movies. Um, obviously, their solo movies are, count into this con- uh Anything list. that doesn't say the word Avengers in it. Correct. Basically. Yeah. Basically. So I'm going to start off with my number five. Um, basically, the way I did my list was what movies that I either came out of the theater like, holy crap, that was a good movie, made me feel happy, or like just like felt good. Or if I didn't see it in theaters and I watched it at home, I, I felt like, all right, that was a really good movie. Or I, I rewatch it. Rewatch value is huge for this. Um, so number five, this was originally higher on my list, but just because of other movies and what the, the other movies meant. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy 1 is my number five movie. I just that movie was so great, and like I'm not the biggest comic book, uh, I'm not the biggest comic book person. I'm more of a movie guy. When the movies come out, I really get into it. So I didn't really know much going into the movie theater, going what's Guardians of the Galaxy, but the the actors in the movie was like, all right, we can get definitely give this a shot, and I learned a lot from that movie, and I was like, all right, I'm definitely hooked with this movie, and. I'll forever be a fan of this movie and whatever movies come next in this literation of Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, Chris Pratt was great as Star-Lord. And it's just like, it was a feel-good movie, and I I just love it. And uh, I'm Groot. Basically, Groot at the end, Rocket Raccoon, Drax. um, Who would have thought David Bautista was going to be a good actor? And he was pretty good. And it was just a feel-good movie. Arguably the best playlist. Um, I uh, maybe Ragnarok has like uh, some something to say about that. Maybe Iron Man has something to say about that. But the second arguably, Guardians also has a good list. Yeah. Yeah. Good. So it, it's just a feel good movie, and that's number five. It would have been it would have been higher, but there's too many movies that were too meaningful. Yeah, that's a good one. That's like definitely a good one. Yeah. Ving, you want to go? You want me to go? I'll go. Okay. Um, my number five is I did my list. It's uh, the top like three, I guess, are what I honestly think are my three favorites, and the other two I kind of just put on there because it was hard to narrow down. So I put them on there because I feel like they're important. So number five is just the original Iron Man. Obviously, we know it got you know the whole thing started at the MCU. Robert Downey Jr., John Favreau directing. It's again like Danny said, rewatchability. I can watch that movie all the time. I probably watched it at least three times, you know, since kind of quarantine started. Now, you know, Disney, Disney Plus and stuff. Um, really enjoyable, you know, funny but also action and and good a good story. Just a great, you know, a good overall movie and still one of the better ones in the MCU. I think. Yeah, I, I agree. Okay. Um... So we kind of talked about this earlier, like those first movies that came out, like comic book wise. Um, and I know what you, what movie you guys were thinking about because it's the one we were talking about. It's actually the first one I remember coming out, which is the original X Men movie. Okay. Um, that was the first one with the CGI and the the effects, and I was like, wow, this is amazing. Um, what was her name? Denise Richards was uh, Mystique. That was the first time you saw her with the transformation of the body and the costumes and all that. We did that really well. Right. So that was like that first comic book movie where 
I like you watch it and you're just like, all right, this is awesome. It was the first time you saw Hugh Jackman as Wolverine. Um, so that was my that's gonna be my number five because that was the original comic book movie where, like Danny said, it was in the movie theater and you're just like, whoa, this is crazy what they're doing here. Like, you put that side by side with the 1995 Power Ranger movie and it's like crazy to see. No, the 95 Power Ranger movie is not on my list. Yeah. Great movie. It is a great movie. I was watching Power Rangers Turbo the other night. It was on. That one wasn't as good, but it was. I mean, that movie stinks. But But it was on. It was also 11 o'clock at night. So. Yeah. Good background noise to fall asleep. Okay. All right, Danny, number four. Number four. Um, Vin already said it. Captain. Captain. Uh, Iron Man 1. Uh, basically the same reasonings Vin said. It was the first of the MCU, and it, like, like I mentioned before, I wasn't a big comic book guy, so I didn't really know Iron Man, like of the other superheroes that are like, oh, all right, that's so and so, so I'm gonna like it regardless. So I learned a lot. I learned a lot through I through the movie, and just Robert Downey Jr. was the perfect Iron Man. The soundtrack, John Favreau, just. Just Iron Man is awesome. I I just love the, just Robert Downey Jr. is the perfect character for Iron Man. Just the the cocky, smartass superhero that you just like. All right, people want to be him. Chicks love him, and and just the best. I, I I love I love Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man. Definitely a good one. Um, my number four. Steven, I mean, you mentioned X-Men. Mine is that first original Spider-Man movie for the same kind of reason. From, I mean, at the time it was the highest grossing movie ever, I think, when it came out. It, you know, kind of, that with that X-Men movie was very instrumental in the comic book movies we would see going forward, like now. And just, you know, looking back, re-watching it, like we said, I maybe it's a little campier a little cheesier than i remember but right. it's still a solid it's still a solid like good enough movie and it still holds up looks wise it holds up great yeah and What's it's 19 uh, it's 2002 or 2003 right. 2002, 2002 it came out yeah and um what's his name his name escapes me but the guy who played norman osborne is still one of the best villains that they've had right like it's a been really any movie uh needs to become his name Joker. Is william defoe william defoe, william defoe. needs to be a great yeah, it didn't make them my list, but I I agree with you on that. Yeah. Great. Uh, the, the other two, they both stepped down a little bit, but that first one, I hold up. Maybe two is just as good. So a little fun fact, and that was one of those first movies where, like, I remember reading about it online, about a lot okay. of it. And like behind the scenes, whatever. Like the behind the scenes stuff, and they had to remake a scene in that movie. And I think I've talked about this before. Right, with the towers. Right, Right, they had a scene where um, they actually, he had to build a spider web to save a a helicopter between the Twin Towers. Really? Yeah. See, I remember, like, because one of the my favorite parts of that movie is, like, is the ending. He does that swinging through the city, and he lands, I think it's on top of the Empire State Building, or lands on top of a building on a flagpole, obviously, and it's like a patriotic ending because it was right after 9-11. I thought it was just him swinging through the towers, like, 
in that scene, which is they had to reshoot. If they had to reshoot a whole thing like that, that's pretty crazy. Yeah, they had to take that out. There was like a lot of, hey, do we leave it out of respect? Do we take it out out of respect? And it was like a whole big thing with them, with the right. producers for that movie. Um, but I'll get into that movie a little bit later. Now, my, my oh. number four was kind of difficult um, because I liked both the first and the second one, and that's of Deadpool. Um, just the, just like Ryan Reynolds coming back after terrible Green Lantern. Like that was terrible, but like, I thought Deadpool was just amazing and it was different. All these other cartoon movies are all comic book movies are all just like fun and, and, or dark and just gory and like fighting and this and has a good cause. And Deadpool's just, I'm going to curse this entire movie. I'm going to make you laugh for the next two hours and it's going to be hilarious no matter what I do. And also the way they like shot Deadpool, especially the first one I thought was really cool with the, with nothing was ever in order in a way. Like they would be on the bridge at one point, but then he'd be, but then he'd have to go into the story and then back to the bridge. And like, it'd be like a mid fight scene. Then he'd go to a cut screen and, and I just thought that it was just shot nicely. The whole concept of the movie was great. And I and again, um, Ryan Reynolds was incredible in both of them. And I really do hope they come out with a third one. Yeah, those were good too. Unfortunately, they didn't make my list as well. But <laughs> Ryan Reynolds was great. It's it's really just one of those cult hero, uh, cult superheroes that just. You love him, great. If you don't love him, which no one, I, I never met a person that didn't like him, but but you get you get what I'm saying. Right, it's, right. it's just a good cult following ca- uh, character that just is one of a kind. Um, my number three is um, Captain America: First Avenger. Um, really? Just, okay. Yeah. The re- I, for whatever reason, I just love Captain America's origin story so much that to this day, I I will, if it's on, I will watch it kind of thing. If it's on TBS or I just saw any of the movie channels or if I'm feeling just like I want to watch a superhero movie that's not Avengers, more times than not, it will be Captain America first Avenger. Just, just the feel-good story of the, just the origin story of Captain America and like learning about Captain America and Bucky and him becoming a soldier, obviously thanks steroids. Um, just mm. the, uh, just, I, I just for, for whatever reason, I've always loved that movie the most. And, um, that was definitely, definitely up there for me. So Captain America, first Avengers number three. Yeah, I, I agree. I think, we talked about Downey a little bit earlier and how he's just great as Iron Man. I, yeah. I think Chris Evans maybe isn't better, but it's very close in like that the way he captured being Captain America. The right. way they the way they cast the whole MCU was just you couldn't have done it any better. Right. Other than like the Hulk, like okay, Edward Norton was really good, and I get it. He didn't be- he didn't believe in the Avengers, which is why he left. Right. He didn't think it was going to be like, as successful. They um, had to, you say, they had to recast two of them. They recast him. They had to recast Rhodey, and they both. Yeah. I think the replacements are better in both. Right. Both right, right, right. No, they actually ended up becoming better. And I'm not. And don't get me wrong. The guy who did the first, uh, Rhodey, um, was great. 
Terrence Howard. Yeah, he's yeah. very good. Yeah, they both. The first ones were very good, but I just you know. Right, the second one is where it's at. Hundred yeah. percent. But you're. But again, the casting has been incredible, with the way that they they were able to figure it out and get everybody to gel so easily. Right. Yeah. I I mean I love Cap. He's my I think he's my my favorite. Um. Looks like Thor loves Cap. <laughs> <laughs> Number three. For me, and I feel like this is might be a little, I'm going to say off the board. Um, I don't know if you guys have it on your list. But to me, it honestly is just one of the best movies. Like, take the comic book out of it. It's just a great movie. And that's Logan. Yes. I, I think I wanted to get... Oh, my honorable list, mention. I agree. Honorable mention yeah. as well. I wanted to get an excellent movie on here. And I think that's my... It, it's up there. I really like the, when they rebooted. Not the last ones they did, but the first class and... Days yep. of Future Past, I think, was the other one. Those were which really Days good. of Future Past was basically a Wolverine movie. Again. So, like, but, like, you know, we were just talking about casting. A, you know, Hugh Jackman might be the best casting in, you know, in comic book history. Even above the other two we just mentioned. Right? And never wore he, the Wolverine costume. Right. And never, I mean, that, that's a mistake. We need to get him just in that blue but and yellow nah, costume but, once. But is it, though? Is it, though? No, it's I, not. I, I, I get it. I really wish they would have at least thrown him in it once, like a gag in the first one, and he, like, hates it, and then he puts on that the cooler black cool. one they had in that movie. Yeah. yeah. Something like that. So just a gag I would have seen. Maybe, maybe something like that. But, yeah, Logan or, overall Or even great. the first Wolverine movie. Throw him, have him find the suit In the somewhere. origins or something? Yeah, yeah, like, find it and be like, oh, fuck this thing and throw it away. Right, put it on, try it on type of thing. Be like, oh, this... this. Like, someone gives him the idea to wear it to be the superhero, but then, like, he's just like... <laughs> No thanks. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, overall, great story, great acting. Patrick Stewart's great. Just the whole. And I really, I mean, if you haven't looked up the actual Old Man Logan story, the comic book, that's a crazy story. And I kind of wish they would have made a movie like exactly like that. This is sort of supposed to be him in that. But like, there's things with like other Hulks, and he kills all the X Men, and it's crazy story. You haven't and, seen that, and so, it was definitely the more, the, definitely one of the more gorier. Uh, oh, for sure, yeah. And I think it was rated R. They they said, yeah, it was. Um, they actually said, actually, I have it right here. So I was looking to see what it was rated. There's no rating on here. I mean, he curses like a zillion times, so that's for that alone. I think they make it R rated, but yeah, definitely gory. Like the beginning, he kills those guys with the limo, and it's fucking. Old bloody all over the place. Right, right, right. Um, but there was actually like reports um, that because of how successful this one was, they were trying to get him to want to come do like a a prequel to this, where he would have done I, all of that stuff that you were just talking I, about. Right. But the, he the was just man. like, no, I'm done being yeah. over. He knew he was done. It he, ended. He emptied. He emptied the clip. He, yeah, he, he did. The clip. He emptied the clip on that one. I mean, I would and he knew it was over. I would still like to see him come back in a Deadpool because I think him and Ryan Reynolds would be amazing on the screen together. I, yeah. I agree, but I I, th- I think he emptied the clip so much on in the last one with Logan that it was like, all right, it's... I agree. It, if you're going to see him, it's going to be like when they redid the X-Men. I forgot what the first one was. Um with the guy from Wanted where they went into where they found him in the bar and he was just sitting there didn't say a word. Right, they right. came to, like, recruit him, and he was like, oh, go to hell or something like that. Right, he just kind of, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. gave them a look, and they just walked away. 
Right. I think you can. I can see that a lot, a couple more times out of him. Well, since we're getting like, we're probably gonna get the X Men in the actual MCU eventually. Like they're getting the Fantastic Four. I would think the X Men comes eventually. You're gonna have to recast him. I I would like to see him at least pop in, you know, and do something. He's not obviously can't be Wolverine, but he's gotta do something. Be the bar- be the bartender. Yeah, something. Yeah, make a joke. I don't know something. Like, oh, that looks like that hurts or something. Like something yeah, stupid. Yeah, I like don't that. know. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So something my, like so my number three is going to be the, um, the first Iron Man movie. You guys already talked about it. Um, this was the start of the MCU. If you really want to think about it, non timeline wise, um, Danny said it perfectly. Like, this guy was just at rehab, just cocky, funny. Stupid guy, just perfect casting again. Um, you know, just like I remember going to see it with my dad, and it was just like thought it was so awesome. And then just Samuel L. Jackson showing up at the end, just being like, "Yeah, we're putting, we're doing it. This is what's gonna happen." Right. And like, just all in all, that movie was so good. Just to introduce the character. Um, again, another thing, huge shout out to MCU, the introduction of the characters, right? They all like, they had an origin story without having the origin story. Like you saw some of them, but they didn't go too in depth with them. Like, I'm excited. They have Black Widow coming out soon. It's supposed to be like, it's supposed to be a moving forward movie that has cut scenes back to her origin story. So we'll finally get that origin story within this movie that's coming. Out. So that should be fun. But when uh, that eventually, when theaters open, they can actually release that movie. Right. Um. So yeah, that is my number three movie right there. Is Iron Man one? Danny. Number two. Um. This is my last uh, MCU movie on the list. Um. It's it's Civil War. Uh, Captain America's Civil War. It should be. It was. I found we found a loophole in we this found movie. The, the, it, we, yeah, disclaimer. <laughs> we allowed the loophole. We've, we this uh, loophole. I guess we all agreed on it because we're like this movie is basically a Avenger movie, but it is technically a Captain America movie, and it literally had everybody. It had my two favorite uh, Marvel characters fighting in a quote-unquote civil war between Captain America and Iron Man. And that one fight scene with literally all the MCU characters, couple debuts with Ant-Man, Black Panther, uh, and Tom Holland's That actually wasn't an Ant-Man debut, by the way. Was oh sorry that was the that was Civil War was the movie that came out after Ant-Man. That's right. Spider-Man's debut though, and Black Panther. Those two debuts, and those are all you have to say with those. And just how happy I was when when Spider-Man came out of nowhere and caught um, Captain America's shield, and it was just like holy shit, this is this is awesome, and like just it was an ultimate feel-good movie. You got those two first appearances with Black Panther and Spider-Man, like you mentioned. You didn't know how either of those two characters were going to make out with. And it was just... You just basically had an Iron Man movie and Captain America movie in one. 
And you can't go wrong with that either of that. So that's why it's number two for me. See, my biggest thing with that, and sorry before Vin goes on his number two, is that... It's the same one, so we could just keep going. Okay, cool. So my biggest problem was the fact that... And I don't know if we can blame the days and, day and age. Like, okay, we knew Spider-Man and Black Panther were going to be in it. But the fact that they, they introduced them in commercials kind of bothered me. Right, right. But Show I, up in know. the mo- surprise. Okay, they're gonna be in it, but how are they gonna add them? I would rather be in the theater and be like, "Oh my god!" Like, yeah, I eat cap- Captain getting the hammer in Endgame. Right, right. Like, that would have been equally as awesome if. Yeah, you're right on that. But just you didn't know when it was actually coming. You knew it was coming at some point, but you're like, "All right, it hasn't come yet." So when's it coming? So yeah, I I, th- I think I think you're right with that. But Ben, go on. Yeah. You... So yeah, like I said, the Civil War was on my number two. It it's probably the one I rewatch the most. Um, it's got everybody you love, and it and it you know flows really well. The story to me, I was really intrigued. Like we we're talking about, like by the pre, like going into the movie process. Because if I were to tell you, like we're making a Marvel movie. One person's on the side of the government, the other person's on the side against the government. You would think it would be flipped, like Tony oh, 100%. against the government, and Cap's like, "Well, we got to follow what they say." 100%. So, like that throws you, you know, throws you for a loop. And then, like you said, I remember the way they, I you sort of get that moment in the trailer was when they showed like Spider-Man, they showed him catching the shield scene at the end of one of the trailers. And that, for me, was, like, the holy shit moment. But, like, I would have loved for that to be a surprise. But they had the thing before where he, like, goes and talks to him. Mm-hmm. So, like, maybe if you take that out and you just don't say anything and that's his entrance, that would have been unbelievable. But, I mean, it's just a – I mean, we, I think we, we said most of it. It's an unbelievable movie. Um, and, yeah, you know, definitely – up there, I, I would say it's my obviously my favorite besides the Avengers ones. It's just it's so good. Okay, um, so my number two was Batman Begins. As you guys know, I'm a huge Batman person, and that was like that was the first real Batman movie we got in our generation, in my opinion. Like when you think about it, the Michael Keaton Batmans we weren't weren't really alive for. Um, the first one was, I think, 86 or 87. No, it was, it was uh, 89. 89, yeah, 89. 89, okay, but still, so still I was like, one. Danny right, was, I wasn't alive. Ben, was, ben, ben wasn't alive. even alive yet. <laughs> right, right. You know, right. by the time the second one comes out, we're not really seeing it. The first real one we're seeing is George Clooney. Oh, no, Val Kilmer. Crap. Sorry, yeah, Val, Val Kilmer, Kilmer was the one, Batman Forever. Um, yeah. which apparently there's a, there's a, it's a, director's cut that people want released now too because you know I mean, we're just releasing all director cut movies enough. um direct you would think a director's cut is just a movie with delete with adding the deleted scenes in the middle of it right like there i mean there is a thing I, it's weird there is definitely a thing where like studios come in and be like no you can't do this but i've always thought like that doesn't get shot if they want. They don't want you to do it. If they just let you shoot everything, you show in the movie, and they're like, 
no, you have to reshoot all this. I, then the studios are dumb in the first place. But that might be what happens. Like I don't know the movie shooting process. It, it must it must be nice to have that kind of money and be like, hey, here's a billion dollars. Go shoot a movie, and we're going to tell you that you're going to have to cut it down to a million. Maybe <laughs> I I just like shit on the director's cuts, whatever. But like the guys who get who do whatever they want, who the people don't mess with, like Tarantino, Scorsese, they don't really miss. I mean, those guys are obviously the, you know the best of the best, but maybe somebody's vision unaltered is always going to be is going to be better. I don't know. I, I guess, don't know. I, I guess we'll that. find out in twenty twenty one when the Justice League I, director's cut I, I'm comes. I'm gonna watch it. I'm gonna at least watch it. Listen, you get HBO Max for free. You don't have to pay for HBO Max. I mean, I don't. But yes, you do. Optimum. Oh, but I don't. I don't have the subscription either. That's oh, the thing. Okay. Okay. Um, so I'll just rent it for that. I'll just get it for that thing. <laughs> That's it. Um, but yeah, I just thought that Batman Begins was that like the origin. You find you got like the perfect origin story for him. You got everything about him. Um, just you got the whole nine yards when it came to that. So that is going to be. It was the first movie that I remembered actually Christian Bale in, and I thought that like he became one of my favorite actors really quickly because of that movie. Um, so yeah, Batman Begins is my number two. Right. Before I get to my number one, funny story about Batman Returns. For whatever reason, with the first two Batmans, the Michael Keaton Batmans, I remember them, but I couldn't really watch them either because I was either too scared to watch them or it was just a little too dark for my parents to have me watch them. But... I remember getting, but, but for whatever reason, I would, I got a bulk of my Christmas gifts of Batman Returns stuff when I was a little kid, and I had the Batcave, I had the Batmobile, I literally had everything, but I just didn't see the movie for whatever reason. That was the weirdest thing to me, and then finally a couple years later, I did watch it and I loved it, but that's besides the point. Um, my number one movie is obviously a Batman movie because, like, Steve, I loved Batman for as long as I can remember. And um, even though Batman Begins is a great movie, it's it's on my honorable mention. Uh, it has to be The Dark Knight. It's I was talking to my friend Vic, and we were talking about it, and he goes, I don't even consider that movie a superhero movie because it was so well done. And, like, he, he's absolutely right. And... Unfortunately, we didn't get to see uh, Hugh, ja- um, Hugh Jackson, Heath Ledger, in more roles because obviously he died before the movie came out. But it that movie literally had everything, and the more of the underrated parts of the movie wasn't even the Joker and Batman. It was Harvey Dent and him turning into Two Face, and and just the whole storyline, how they brought it together, and the. The Joker, man. The Heath, Leather, Heath Ledger's role in the, as the Joker was just breathtaking on, like, so many disturbing and just, like, wow levels of, like, just, like, holy shit. He is, he is just a psychotic person that everybody knows that the Joker was supposed to be. We, we never saw it on screen. Like, because it's always been, like, a children's sort of story of, like, oh, he's just a joker, he's playful, and he's, like, 
jovial. He is psychotic, obviously. But holy shit kind of thing. And then now uh, now um, Joaquin Phoenix brought it to an, uh, like uh, another level with that as well in the movie Joker that came out this year. But I, I absolutely love He's already Batman. said, by the way, he will not be in a Batman movie. Okay, there you go. Uh, so, Dark Knight, I, 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 even though it came out in two, uh, 2007, I still get excited watching it as if I never saw it. I remember um, going to see that movie and yet complaining to Danny for like an a- the first hour about him not having Wayne Manor. And then I remember going. Oh to, yes. And then I remember going to see Dark Knight Rises, and you turned to me and go, "Are you happy now?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. That that trilogy was great. Uh, it. I just have to pick the best one out of it. So, uh, Ben, uh, I'm not sure where you're leaning towards with number one, but go for it. Yeah, it, it's the same. It's all. It's a Dark yeah, Knight. Yeah, the three of us yeah, have the same number overall, one movie. I figured, I figured it was going to be that. Um. It's just like you said, Heath Ledger. I and mean, we, you could talk about it endlessly. The performance gets better. I feel like every time I watch it, there's something I, I, you know, notice or some little thing. It's, uh, it's crazy. I remember seeing it in IMAX. That movie in IMAX, especially the scene where he's like in Japan and he's, I think it's Japan or China, and he's flying like to go. Right. To, he's going to kidnap the guy. Like just absolutely insane, and it's no surprise. Christian, I mean. Stephen, you said Christian Bale has become one of your favorite. Like he's just a great actor in general. Christopher right. Nolan, director, uh, yeah, awesome director. So it's like this is just top notch. It just happens to be a comic story, you know. Everybody, yeah. Gary Oldman is an awesome Commissioner Gordon. Like mm-hmm. everything in this movie is on point. Yeah, and and it's funny, and it's funny with Christian Bale. He's on my he's on my Tom Hanks, Leo DiCaprio. Uh, He's on that list of like whatever he's in, I'm watching it and I don't give a shit. It yeah. could be like the worst. He's he's on that list for me. He's on the Tom Hanks, uh, Tom Hanks, Leo DiCaprio list for me. Yeah. Steven, you have anything to add on the on the Dark Knight? So the way it ended, um, they were supposed to continue the story, right? In the third one, with them being Two Face and Joker. Um, there was actually, what people don't realize is Dark Knight Rises. Two-Face died. What? Two-Face died. He doesn't really die. He does. He falls to the ground. Yeah, but like, but like eventually, like it was going to be one of those like, he's not really dead type of scenarios. I, I've heard a lot of things about this proposed movie. I, I feel like it's going to have, it would have, would have had the same issue with like too many bad guys. No, so the plan was just to bring them back. It was going to be another round because if you remember, he just kind of left the Joker hanging, right? So somehow he's going to get out of that and it'll just turn into more of him versus the Joker again. So they were going to go one of two ways. They were either going to go a a little bit more of Two-Face in the second one or they were thinking about introducing somebody else to go with the Joker. Another guy to go with the Joker. So basically the Joker would have been in the third movie plus one other bad guy to work with the Joker again. Similar story. But the they had to basically fine. rewrite the third one. 
Right. They got put in a bad, bad situation. The third one was fine. It's just, like, I didn't love, like, the love, the love yeah. stuff. And, yeah. Like, it was all... Anne Hathaway was nice. Yeah. And I think it was great. <laughs> it's a good, like, when the, when the I... scarecrow comes back as the judge guy, that that was awesome. Like, all most of it's very good. It's just... But... It's nowhere good. near as good as one or two of the right. It's not even close. It's funny because Vin and I were having this conversation before also about the Mighty Duck movies. Like, two is great. One is really good. And then three is just, it's good enough to end the series. What a, what a comparison. Batman and the Mighty Duck. <laughs> this is the world we live in. From this well, when so... you think about it. <laughs> When you woke up on Saturdays, it was the Mighty Duck cartoon and the Batman cartoon. Batman cartoon is wonderful. All right, since both all three of us have a lot, obviously there's a lot of honorable mentions this week, and we all have one this week. Uh, the rest of the MCU. Basically, <laughs> basically, um, hands up. I last week was the hands first up. time nobody's I swore. watching us. I know, but I'm I'm, phys- I'm physically. Raising my hand, hands up, as in guilt. Um, I actually saw oh. Thor Ragnarok for the first time last week, and I absolutely loved it. And I think if I watched it before last week, it would definitely would have snuck onto the list. Um, I don't know if it would have stuck onto my list. I would give it an honorable mention. I watched it once, and I wasn't like it wasn't one of my favorites. Fair, uh, but it would have. It was in that like, all right, I liked it a lot. But I could see it being on my list, but I'm not putting it on my list because Guardians is basically that movie, but with Thor. So I, I do like that movie. Um, obviously, I love the Black Panther. That should have like that was tough for me not to be on my list. That was like uh, I just love all those other five more than Black Panther. Uh, Winter Soldier was another one, and and the Michael Keaton Batman's both of them. I absolutely loved. And uh, like Vin and Steve said earlier before, the O2 Spider-Man with Tobey Maguire, the, Toby Maguire, the first one, was definitely a good one, especially with it coming back with superhero movies after a while. Not yeah. seeing any. I, I think um, we said most of the MCU. Ragnarok is kind of right outside my, my top five. I feel like it really... They couldn't... Even though the, the first Thor movie is okay, the second one is widely considered the worst of the MCU. It's pretty right. bad. Yep. But they yep. finally figured out what to do with Thor. Chris Hemsworth can do almost anything acting-wise, so they He's figured to be out Hulk Hogan. Right, they figured out his his <laughs> his comedy side. They got a good. That's probably that's one of the better Hulk stories, also. Um, so yeah, Ragnarok is up there. What was the other one? What um, I what I, I mentioned I those X Men movies, Future Past and First Class are great. I call it my only honorable. What I have personally loved about the MCU, Mm. right, is they're not looking to make a standalone Hulk movie anymore. They're like, we did the Edward Norton. It it was good enough. The Hulk is a secondary character. We don't need another Hulk movie. Now they're making, Disney Plus is making a She-Hulk show. But again, that has nothing to really do with the Hulk. And She-Hulk was never huge, so you don't really need her in a movie. So it makes sense. Those Disney Plus shows will be interesting just because, like, uh, Anthony Mackie, who's um, 
Falcon slash Cap now said, and this is only for them for their their series that that he's in. It's basically a, it's a movie, you know. It's, it's a it's six like a hour, set, six point. It's a six part movie. Six hour movie, yeah. So like, if that's who they're going with, I'm assuming that's where they're going with Wandavision too. Yep. And I guess She Hulk is gonna be the same thing. So like these, we ha- you have to look at them as movies. They're gonna be have movie budgets. They're gonna be movie quality. So I'll be interested to do see what they do with She Hulk, but I do agree, the Hulk is a is a secondary character, and that's where just like I don't even uh, does the Hulk have villains besides the one they you know whatever uh, he does, he does have I his own comic know. line. I've never you know, but I didn't know anything about the other guys either. Like mostly anybody else is like Iron Man. I didn't know anything about his villains before either. So it's it but, is what it is. But also, but let's face it, we had the two thousand three Hulk, which was. Which was bad. Yeah, right. not great. The Edward Norton one, you know, Vin, we talked about this when I was rewatching it in the timeline order. It could be skipped if I didn't, if I wanted to, and I did. I full disclosure, I when I when the first Avengers came out, I did the like the movie marathon in the theater in the city, and that's the one we took a nap during because it it's a whole day, and it's like we can sleep through Hulk. We don't need to watch this movie. Right. Hundred percent agree with that. Um, yeah. again, the Thor standalone movies weren't great. Also, mm-hmm. um, and, the recent one, and, yeah, and the recent one was good. No, it's yeah. great. I love Loki. I really do love right. Loki. It was also getting That's a show, the, by the way. He is getting a show. I forgot about that too. Loki is very under underrated. He uh, he's very underappreciated more times than not. Yeah. So. Before we go, um, we were talking baseball earlier, and I just saw this tweet on MLB, from MLB. Um, so, like we were saying, opening day is going to be the 23rd, 24th. Happy birthday, me. The Field of Dreams <laughs> game is going to be on my birthday, on August 13th. Sweet. And they switched they it. Cha- they changed it, right? The White Sox are going to play the Cardinals, which makes sense because of what with Midwest all the changes. People. Yep. Right. And it also makes sense because those two teams are out there. Who the hell wants to watch the Yankees play in the field? Sure, yeah. Um, and it's great that the White Sox are in it. Oh, granted, they were already in it. Right, but, it was going to be White Sox, Yankees. And the, because of the movie, that was perfect. Right. See, you could have done, like, White Sox-Cubs, and that would have been cool. You get the, the Chicago rivalry. Yeah. In, isn't it in Illinois? No, it's in Iowa. Oh, Close yeah, enough. Iowa. To Close it. enough. Yeah. You know. Um... August 16th will be the Negro League 100th Anniversary Day. It's not heaven, Stephen. It's Iowa. Sorry. <laughs> August 28th will be Jackie Robinson Day. Okay. So that's cool that they're doing it, that they're going to still sure. honor him. That's awesome. Uh, right. Roberto Clemente Day will be September 9th. And okay. then the season ends September 27th. Okay. So that's I just hope they play like we mentioned before. But more importantly... The bids are coming out, and Steve Cohen is on the list. Come on, Uncle Stevie. <laughs> That's a show I have to get into. I haven't gotten into yet. Billions. What, what show? Billions. The so, show Billions is based Harold, about him. Basically, it's based on him. And if yeah. if I'm is sure... Is he the good very, guy? So he's the bad guy. Basically, it's loosely... Yeah, basically... Obviously, Paul Giamatti's going after Steve Cohen is basically what you're saying. Correct. Correct, yeah. yes. Okay, okay. Because I watched an episode. I watched the first episode. It got me intrigued to watch the second episode. The girl who plays Tara in Sons of Anarchy is a big role in that show, also. 
Yeah. Like a I, huge role. It's Paul Giamatti's wife in the show. And she works for Axelrod. Right. So and she works for the other guy. Go. Which is, yeah, Steve Cohen is Bobby Axelrod in the show. Okay. Well, so I, well, I watched the first episode and change of the second episode. I got, I'm trying it. Like, I want to do it, but it's like, I'll tell you this, Danny. It drags that first episode. Yeah, no, I agree. I watched the first two episodes like a couple weeks ago, and my, I it's gonna be have to be a show that I'm gonna watch by myself. And if my dad wants to watch it, great. But the female contingent of my family uh, put an X on it, so yeah. Um, but okay, good. At least dad, at least I know that if I go back, if I can get back into it, then at least you and I have have that show. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna it, I'm gonna have to watch it by myself. So at least we know that you know we're in it together, Danny. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Yeah, no, and just the fact of, like, just watching the first two episodes of that show, you're like, this could be the Mets owner. I'm sure it's very loose. I don't, I'm sure they haven't done anything, but this guy is printing out money, and he is a Mets fan, so, yeah. But then again, it would be cool if J-Lo and A-Rod did own the Mets. So, like, I either of those two groups, because they also have the vitamin water guy and the body armor guy, in that group and a couple others in the A-Rod J-Lo group. But Stevie Cohen, hopefully he he finds a way to uh, own the Mets. That would be great. What do you, what do you guys think? I, I think that getting the greatest thing ever in my life will be the fact that the Bill the Will Pines will lose out on at least $1 billion because Assholes. of Jeff wanting an airplane. <laughs> I find it very interesting that the vitamin water guy is involved in a team when David Wright owned part of Vitamin Water, so there has to be a connection there. Right, he the had to have been. There's got to be like guy. a, hey guys, I'll I'll come back if you guys. Uh... Well, he's there. Oh. He's part of the whatever you know. He's an assistant to the GM or whatever the hell he is. Yeah, but exactly. I meant like owning part of Vitamin Water again. Well, no, uh, but doesn't Vitamin um doesn't uh, Pepsi own Vitamin Water now? Or they one of them. Them. One of them bought Vitamin Water, so he didn't own stock yeah. in that. I guess. Yeah. Fifty Cent made made a lyric in one of his songs. I run New York. He actually makes a lyric. He was also in Vitamin Water. Yeah, big. So, David and Wright, Fifty Cent make millions on Vitamin Water. Yeah, that's two thousand. Like, <laughs> right. I don't know. I don't know if they like that's like Vitamin Water got bought, so now it's public, so you can sell the stock. I don't know if he sold the stock. Vitamin Water soon. sold to Coke. That was who. It was. Right. Okay. Coke, Coke. Yeah. All right. But like he probably he still knows the guy that started Vitamin Water, so there had to be some kind of connection there. And David oh, made sure. twenty point five million dollars yeah. on the sale just by just doing a commercial because he <laughs> took stock instead of getting paid to do the commercial. But, but he's a fucking I, re- <laughs> oh, I remember, I remember it. He was the reason why I and me and Steve drank Vitamin Water. Like he oh, really no, was. No. It was, a, but it was a big. Yeah, it was a big ad campaign. I remember it, but still. In all stock. Me, Steve, and Melissa would drink vitamin water going out of style strictly because of David. <laughs> but in all fair in all fairness, um when it body armor product, when body armor came out first came out Steve, also, yeah, that drink body armor. I remember I was working at the lighting store and I went outside 
for a minute and I saw the like the truck and it had Jason Pierre Paul on it. And I was like, ooh, Jason Pierre Paul's on some sort of energy drink. Well, body armor is actually good. And, and oh, yeah. A- I have a ton of body armor. And my, I got my dad into body armor, too, a couple months ago. It's actually really weird. I remember, I remember the game Tommy came to last year, the football game. He brought body armor water, and I'm like, anybody will just put a bottle, put yep. aqua in a bottle, and put a label on it yeah. and start selling it. Tommy, if you guys like energy drinks, and if you haven't talked to Tommy in a while, uh, Tommy is a salesman for that company, hails uh, seltzer and stuff. Right. He swears by the energy drink of C4. Um, get your stock on C4 because apparently everybody loves it. If you like energy drinks, he swears by it. Every time he talks to me, he he brings up C4, C4, C4. So he's uh, trying to sell you on C4. Yeah, C4 <laughs> is definitely worth getting energy drink. Well, I want to drink something called C4. Also, <laughs> yeah, disclaimer to everybody in Ashburn, Virginia, don't buy stock on things we're giving you suggestions on. We're not stockbrokers. For sure not, no. <laughs> Two listen things to you Steve could... Cohen. Don't listen to us. There are two things you should never do when listening to the S&D podcast, and that's gamble based on the things we tell you to, to pick and to buy stock on things we tell you to buy stock on. Oh, for sure. And then in three years from now when you're all filthy rich and laughing at us because we, <laughs> we decided not to buy the stock on C4, we'll all laugh at it. When we're doing our live shows from Ashburn, Virginia. If you guys, whenever football starts, invite me to a Giants Redskins game, and we'll call it even. Listen, for the love of God, anybody in Ashburn, Virginia, please reach out to us on social media. We would love to speak to you. Yeah, please. <laughs> there, there have been two hundred and twenty-nine of you in the last seven days to listen to the SND podcast channel. We would like to know who you are. <laughs> You think it's Steve Cohen? Maybe he's got like a vacation home down there. He's just listening to all the local Definitely podcasts. Definitely not Steve Cohen. <laughs> but if it is, Stevie, keep going. <laughs> Stevie, we will do anything. We will podcast live from City Field on a daily basis for you, personally for you. For free. Okay. Just I'm about to. You stop it, Vin. You would if he said, "Hey, for the next for eighty-two home games, I want to podcast an hour before every game, and you get to stay for the game." You would say no. No, sure. I can stay for the game. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> you said free. I'm not doing it for free. You can stay for the game, but you have to pay for anything you want to eat and drink. Right, and I'm okay. That's fine. I won't just want to eat. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, Stevie. We we know how to get sunflower seeds in that building. Oh, for sure. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> you guys have anything else tonight? No, that's you it. Just stay healthy, every single athlete, because we need wear sports, a so damn mask. If Mike Trout could wear a mask running say. around the bases, you could wear a mask to the store. Exactly. Shout out to Freddie Freeman. I hope he's doing all right, even though you all know. the players. You know, it's not just Freddie Everybody. Freeman. DJ Lemayu was announced. He has symptoms, but doesn't have it because of his asthma. I Oh, I thought he passed. Okay. No, he passed, but they're saying like he's a high risk because of his asthma. He may not play. They're trying to convince him not to play. Apparently, um, it's nothing to joke about. It's really what it comes down to. Um, mm-hmm. It's crazy how the rest of the country. Shout out to the Oakland A's, by the way, and the San Francisco Giants for what they're doing this season for for their fans. Which is so they can so their fans are allowed to call them up and for like. I think it was like 30 to like up to like $70. You buy a car, uh, a seat in the stadium 
where you send them a picture and they will make a cardboard cutout of you to put you in the stands. <laughs> now on That's top a good of that, idea. now on top of that, if a ball ends up hitting your cardboard cutout, they will replace it for free and mail you a baseball. That seems like it might get complicated, but it's gonna. <laughs> but, but, so what if it fun. hits me in the head, my cardboard in the head, and lands on right. the guy behind me lap? Who gets the ball? Right, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I don't know, <laughs> but that should be the cardboard cutout thing is gonna be it's just gonna be funny. The KBO is doing that, the Korean baseball, and it's got. And and they have the stuffed right. animals. And the stuffed stuff. animals behind home plate. They also had the sex dolls in the soccer game, but that well. Well, that doesn't count. You know, nobody yeah. knew they were sex dolls, so it doesn't count. <laughs> of course, <laughs> I didn't know. <laughs> What do those look like? Um, also, uh, Tanaka, get healthy, of course. You yeah. Know, very scary, but, you know, of course. Whew, I can't believe that's down. Anyway, have a good night, everybody. That's the sound of a day starting out right. I hear it every time my new Toro Z-Master 4000 Zero Turn starts up. With big-time horsepower, giant voodoo track tires, turbo force deck, and comforts like MyRide and USB ports, it's fully loaded to mow all day long while delivering that signature Toro cut. From start to finish, this beast means business. Get your Z-Master 4000 today. Toro. Count on it.